0: welcome to row Two play podcast i am your game master kent blue we are an actual play podcast where i play tabletop role-playing games with my friends from all over the world so if you're ready grab a player sheet Grab some dice and let's roll to play. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Rotoplay Podcast, a proud member of the Rotoplay Network. I'm your host, Kent Blue. This week, we are heading back to Cliffsdale, South Carolina for We Die Here, a wonderful game by Steffi Devon. I'm so glad that Steffi reached out to me on Twitter about this game and was gracious enough to give us a copy of the game to run here on the show. Seriously, this game, it's all I think about these days. Cliffsdale, the stories we're, we're building in it and the history. It's all I think about is this neat little town that this game allowed us to build so thank you very much Steffi for sending that to us uh, be sure to hit up drive-through RPG to get your own copy of we die here I'll have a link in the show notes also check out Steffi's patreon she has with Liz Shepratical go back that to get even more cool games uh, just again thank you Steffi for for sending this game our way and and helping us make these awesome episodes Also big thank you to my players who have equally, made this game amazing. Uh, So much input from them, so much story building. A lot of this stuff's going to come to light in this episode. Let me tell y'all, this episode we start to get really, really creepy. So just be forewarned, some creepy stuff happens in this episode. I don't think there's anything that we need to do content warnings on necessarily uh, specific. Nothing like that. But we definitely start to get a little creepy in this episode. Uh, So yeah, thank you to Trevor of the Dungeons Deep RPG Thank you to Kristen of Dice Up Games and the Road to Play Network. Thank you to Kate of Bike Brigade. And thank you to Jay of the upcoming Blades in the Dark podcast. That's going to be right here on the Road to Play Network. Thank you all. You all have made this game very, very special and memorable for me. All right. You know what? I don't think I have anything else to talk about. Uh, We're going to get to the show. Be sure to stick around after the show for a promo from our good friends over at the What Am I Rolling podcast, a fantastic podcast you should be listening to. So stick around after the final credits to hear that promo. All right. And with all that said, let's get back to Cliffsdale, South Carolina, and we die here. All right, and we are back to play some We Die Here. You all can't see it, but we've all turned our lights off in this recording, uh, except for Kristen, who's just got the good old sun beaming through because, you know, West Coast. <laughs> Anybody, let's go around and meet everybody real quick, and then we're going to dive right back into this spooky little game, this creepy little town of Cliffsdale, South Carolina. We will start with Kristen because your room's the brightest. We'll start bright and go a little
1: dark. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It is the brightest for about another 46 minutes. Uh, hi, I'm Kristen, and I'll be playing Anita. Uh,
2: all right, and then we will move on to Jay. Hi, everybody. I'm Jay. I use uh, he and they pronouns, uh, and I am playing Alice. Um, you know, just a, just an average, ordinary, everyday diner waitress. <laughs> all right, next up, Kate.
3: Hello, I am Kate. Uh, she, her pronouns. I am playing April. April. Yep, that's the name I picked. Uh, Playing April and that that one poor kid who who couldn't leave town no matter how hard she tried.
0: And last up, Trevor.
4: Hi, I'm Trevor, he, him pronouns, and I am playing Andy Baker, uh, who is a high school English teacher in Clipsdale
0: all right so where we last left off at cliffsdale was with with the cliffsdale town ballroom burning to the ground in the early hours of the morning uh april was there to see the burning as as she was taking just her night uh, a semi-regular nightly stroll so as the camera comes in we see off in the corner of cliffsdale a raging fire from above we see the smoke wafting up it is early morning hours still still dark outside and then time starts to rewind itself we see the fire go back down we see the smoke suck back down we see the night grow darker and then lighter and then time continues to go back we see day night cycles day night cycles day night cycles the camera starts to swoop down into cliffsdale proper as this time is rewinding itself over and over days pass, months past years pass. And the camera moves through town, snaking in and out of the streets and passes the high school, passes the library. As it passes a convenience store, we see it slowly disassembled as time continues to rewind itself. And finally, it's daytime and the camera is going out towards the cliffs and we hear the patter of feet as they're running. And the camera from beneath the camera, we see young man run and jump off these cliffs. And we hear a woo as they do it and they splash down into the water. The camera falls and they splash into the water. The camera goes into the water, into the darkness. And we come up and darkness surrounds everything. And we hear breathing from this individual who jumped in. We just hear their breaths. We don't see them. And we begin to hear this weird sound off in the distance. And we see this person emerge from the water and then they're walking in this dark, dark cave towards something. They don't know what it is. We can all feel the fear as this person is walking down this cave. We hear the intake of air and then a gust of it blowing out and then an intake and then a gust of it blowing out down this cave. As this person continues to move forward, we start to hear a rustling sound, kind of a flapping. No, flap, I'm not gonna do fully work. We are flapping. <laughs> and we see a light off in the distance over this person's shoulder just kind of this glowing blue purplish light uh and on the walls of this cave we see movement like like it's almost breathing rapidly in and out and as we move closer to this thing we see these are dollar bills on this cave wall fluttering in this wind and there's hundreds of them thousands of dollar bills just fluttering in and in off of these walls just i mean it's making such a noise there's so many in the wind that's rushing out it's so intense and this person we see them move closer and just in the distance we see this black mass and then it's over we're back we're back at the fire uh that's raging uncontrollably we're back in present-day cliffsdale uh it is back about four in the morning Uh, We hear fire trucks. The firefighters are working relentlessly to put this fire out that's burning out of control. It has been burning for hours now, but it was only recently discovered. We're going to go back over across town to the apartments where Alice is in bed with their wife, Tabitha. And Alice is having a nightmare. Um, What does Alice usually wear to bed, Jay?
2: Um, I feel like Alice wears probably like a pair of like baggy gym shorts um and like a like a loose like a 2xl t-shirt um right like the biggest clothes possible to give a lot of air um and um i feel like her hair is probably pulled back um cause she's got long hair so it's like all over the place right um
0: yeah all right and what about tabitha what's tabitha
2: Um, Tabitha's got really short hair, so she's got the, um, like the, the, I, I picture Tabitha as being basically, uh, Chloe from Life is Strange, um, but older, if that makes sense. Um, so Tabitha's got probably, like, non-traditionally colored hair, maybe a blue or green. Um, it's cut really, really short, like a, like a pixie cut, but with, like, some sort of, like, side or bang stuff going on. Um, and I think she wears probably like a, like a tank top and like a smaller pair of shorts, like, um, just like the, like Spanx basically. Right. Um, and they're just sort of like laying under the like comforter. Okay. And what about the dogs? There were two dogs, I believe, right? God. Yeah, sure. Two dogs. I thought I had one, but now you're giving me two. Thanks. I thought
0: there were two. We're going to consolation
2: prize for this nightmare. Two dogs. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, probably uh Rottweiler and German Shepherd, um, both laying on the foot of the bed. Um, it's not a huge bed either, so like every inch of space is taken up by dog or person.
0: All snuggled up in there comfortably.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, except for Alice who's having a really bad time.
0: Yeah. Alice is tossing and turning a bit. Um none of none of you have woke up. You're just far enough that in any other town you would hear the sirens and hear the commotion and wake up, but and then in Cliffsdale, you're just far enough away where it's not enough to penetrate sleep. So, yeah, Alice is sleeping. Um, and as dreams do, it, it's kind of fluid for a while. A lot of different things happening. And then it snaps into the real dream, the real nightmare. And Alice is standing at the cliffs outside of town. And Tabitha's there with you. Um The wind is kind of blowing real hard, whipping through, but it's a very, it's a picture perfect day. I mean, the temperature is just hot enough, you know, jumping off is going to feel great. Hitting that water is going to feel great. And um, Tabitha leans over. I mean, the dogs are with you as well. Mm -hmm. They're, they're back behind you. Tabitha leans over, gives you a kiss and runs and jumps off the cliff. She gives a nice yell as she jumps off. Uh, You, you hear, I mean, the cliffs aren't huge. So you hear hit the water below. And as you stand there, looking out over into, the, into the lake, it's huge. You know, it's a big lake, Lake Marion is. You hear Tabitha yell from below, quit being scared and just jump. You know, come on, join me, just jump. Uh, and you you start to go, but then you hear your dogs behind you. You turn, and they're chewing on something. Uh, and it's odd, because you don't remember bringing a chew toy. Uh, they're not the type of dogs that chew on sticks, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So you you turn around fully because you hear this, this slobbering the the, the noise of two dogs going at this, whatever they have. Mm-hmm. Of course. And uh, as you, as in the dream, you walk up on it, you see that it is round and it, it's got hair um, and it's bloody. And you notice that they are chewing at a head as the head gets turned as the dog's paw at and turn to get another good angle, you know, you recognize that this is Derek's head hmm, this okay. you knew in mm-hmm. hospital yeah. uh, and your dogs are, are just going away. They're not tearing bits of flesh or anything, but they are chewing on, on, on Derek's head.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and Derek's, I mean, his, he's smiling, you know, he is smiling his, I mean, the back of his head as he's smiling and, and blinking the back of his head is kind of caved in a little bit. And uh, not in a way it would be if a dog bit on it, you know, mm-hmm. but it's got this kind of caved in portion. And he opens his mouth and you hear Tabitha's voice come out. It says, Come on, sweetie, the water feels amazing. Just jump. You turn and start to walk back towards the cliff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you look down, you see her wife down there swimming. She's motioning, You know, jump, come jump. Mm hmm. Uh, And she calms down. She says, calm down. It'll only take a second and then it will be over. Uh, But the voice coming from her mouth is not Tabitha's. It's Derek's. So as she's saying this, and and then you hear it behind you and you turn and Derek's head is sitting there. The dogs are gone. Uh, Derek's head's just sitting there. And it's saying, calm down. It'll only take a second and then it will be over. And it says it again and again. And as it says it, it starts to morph into your voice, coming from Derek's head, mouth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Calm down. It'll only take a second, and then it will be over. It'll only take a second. It'll only take a second. It'll only take a second. And then you turn, and as you turn back, horrified at this head, you feel a weight in your hand, and you mm-hmm. look down, and you're holding a bloody rock in your hand. Mm-hmm. And then you hear from the water, come on, what are you waiting for? And it's Tabitha. Mm -hmm. And you turn and you run and you jump into Lake Marion. But as you fall, the lake's not a lake. It is this writhing, whipping black mass with horrible yellow eyes that start opening as you're about to hit the water. And that's when you wake up.
2: Um, so I think I think Alice just like starts, right? Like that full bolt upright, like (sighs) and she's just like breathing and shaking, right? Yeah. I think one of the dogs probably like whines a little. She's like, no, no, it's no, it's fine, it's fine. And she like looks over to make sure she didn't wake Tabitha up. Uh no, not yet. (laughs) And like slides out of bed, puts the blanket down, like walks into the uh, the bathroom like opens the medicine cabinet probably like splashes some water on her face well um, think about that you open the bathroom door
0: and turn the lights on and mm-hmm. you're soaked you're drenched head to toe not like sweat like you have just been swimming you are like it smells like lake water yeah yeah it <sighs> smells like lake water
2: uh i think she she like opens the medicine cabinet like reaches in and we see her take a bottle out like a, like a liquid bottle. Right. Um, and she just like looks at it and we see her, we see from like her, uh, the bottles perspective, right? Like her soaked drenched. like her hair's probably down now. It's not even up anymore. Um, and she's like, we see like her intense face staring down at this bottle. Um, and, uh, I think she just opens it up and she just like takes a hearty chug of it. Um, and we see on the side a label that says nondescript unbranded cough syrup. Um, I think she just like downs, like half a bottle of cough syrup, throws it in the trash can, like stumbles back into her room, like changes her shirt to a dry one, just takes the shorts off and then just like gets back in bed. Yeah.
0: And as you get back in bed, uh, you stretch your feet out and you hit something hard.
2: I think she like scoops it up. Well, you know, like how you how you when you're too lazy to move, you like scoop something up with your foot and like push it up so you can grab it with your hand. Yeah, yeah. So she like scoops it up to her hand, and I think she's she's like starting to just be like, "Oh God, don't tell me!" Like she's muttering a little bit, right, real quietly under her breath, like, "No, not this, not, not right now, no, not this, not right now." And she like reaches for the for the rock, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: You yeah. notice you you know you feel that it's slick. Whatever it is, it's yeah. slick and and ragged and rough and as you pull it up you are holding in your hand you can see it from what you now i mean you, you you know the light coming through the window which it hasn't quite clicked in your mind yet kind of has mm-hmm. that wavy like flickering light that a fire does mm-hmm. you see this bloody rock that's in your hand that you were just holding in your
2: nightmare thought i held like oof. oh man i think she like takes it out of the bed and she's like squinting at it and like, how rock?
0: And I mean, it's at this point, Tabitha wakes up.
2: Oh yeah, of course. I holding mean, like a bloody rock, sitting yeah. up in bed, like starting the zone from having just chugged half a bottle of cough syrup. Cause that stuff's going to hit quick if you drink that much. Right.
0: Yeah. So, and uh, she rolls over and rubs her eyes and says, Alice, what are you doing? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Why? why is why is why is the bed wet are are you are you running a fever
2: no i uh i haven't been feeling well i think um i think i just got my period i um uh, i don't know she just like sort of like flops down on the bed and just like slides the rock under the bed.
0: Yeah, and and Tabitha rolls over and puts an arm arm across your chest and starts to nose a and says, Wait, what what is going on outside? Looking at the window and as you look, you know you see now now that you're mm-hmm. awake, you see I mean the the lights weird in that direction, you know, it's it like yeah. and you see the flashing like red lights. So
2: mm-hmm
0: doesn't take long to get up out of bed and look out the window and see the activity going on across town
2: yeah holy hell is that fire
0: I think right there we'll end that We'll, we'll, we'll pull out and visit someone else um we are actually gonna jump forward just a little bit in time because the fire is going to rage into the early hours of the morning. Um, let's go visit... April, where Where do you think you would have gone after you saw this fire?
3: Uh, April probably would have moved far enough away that nobody would ask her or try to talk to her about the fire, but she probably would have stayed nearby enough to watch them fight it until the wee hours of the morning. Um, in the area of maybe... Six or six thirty, she would head back to her parents' house and quietly let herself in and head back upstairs. Uh, hopefully, they haven't woken up yet for the day and let herself catch a bit of a nap to make up for all that excitement.
0: Yeah, um, and you, you're you actually go out to the community college, right? That's what we said.
3: Had um, had gone, yeah. It's kind of. Continuing education on her own terms at the library. Okay.
0: Um, we'll come back to you then. All right. So does anybody else, it's morning now, around 7 o'clock. Does anybody else, what, what would the other two of you be doing? I mean, the, the, the news of the fire is going to spread pretty quickly.
4: Well, I guess it depends on what day of the week it is.
0: It is a Wednesday. You've got classes yep. to teach coming up soon, but we got time before that. If, I yeah, mean, I'd, if you want to go straight to school, that's cool too.
4: I mean, he'd mostly be getting ready, okay. you know, for, for work.
0: Okay. How about Anita? What's Anita's morning routine look like?
1: I'm thinking the library doesn't open until nine. Okay. But uh, she would be, she's probably up naturally like around six seven if she's sleeping in. Uh, and then hangs out around her house and gets ready, and then walks to the library. Or she might get breakfast first, maybe at the diner, and then go to the library.
0: Perfect. You are at the diner, okay? okay. you've gone to the diner. You've gone to Steffi's diner for breakfast. Steffi has a Steffi does puts on a mean breakfast: sausage, bacon, eggs. You know, all the mm-hmm. all all the fixings. Um, not as good as hamburgers as as the hamburgers he's known for, but still pretty good. So yeah, you're there. Um, what do you order? What, what, what's the neatest breakfast look like this morning?
1: Eggs, sausage, hash browns, coffee.
0: Okay. So you're there, you're enjoying your breakfast. Um, anybody you want to be here that you want to talk to anybody in particular?
1: Uh, I don't think. I don't think so. Yeah. I think she sits at the um counter.
0: The bar the Couldn't counter? find the yeah, word counter. counter.
1: counter. Yeah. Counter. yeah. Uh, I was thinking bar too, and I was like, wait, not a bar. Uh yeah. She sits at the counter. She probably goes in two or three times a week for breakfast. So I think she's has her own routine. She probably has a book uh in case there's no one to chat with and is just eating her breakfast and has a book open.
0: What book are we reading?
1: What book are we reading? Um, I mean, you I, did
0: You did say that you take a lot of books about, like, the town history and stuff.
1: Yeah. I think she's probably reading. Oh, I can't decide if she's reading a book about the town history or if she's re- – no. You know what she's doing? She's reading one of the other books about night terrors because she's concerned <laughs> about Alice. And there – I remember – when Allison and Nita were talking, there were only a few books available at our library on like sleep disorders or night terrors. So if there was like three or four, she took one so that she could research and maybe help Alice. Okay. Um,
0: so let's see. I think you have small talk with whatever, whatever, whatever waitstaffs you know there in the oh, yeah. morning. I feel like Alice is usually is more evening you know, mid-afternoon evening crowd. Mm-hmm. So um, and oh, do I want to play my hand yet? I don't know. This is a scene I originally had planned, but I don't know if I want to do it yet.
2: If you don't want to do it yet, um, I can be working mornings,
0: okay. All right, let's get a little bit of time with Alice and Anita after this after this nightmare. Sure. It's- maybe Alice is putting in a little bit of extra time uh, to compensate for the missed
2: work the next day Mm -hmm. for the reading. So yeah, Alice is working a long shift. So um, I think she comes by, um, she's wearing her apron and her shirt and everything is pressed and perfect. Just like always. Right. Um, I think, and I don't know a lot about makeup anymore. I like my experience of makeup, is stage makeup. So correct me if I'm wrong here, but if you get used to seeing somebody wearing a certain amount of makeup, um you would be able to tell if they were wearing more, correct
3: yep so more like or less. If, yep. if
2: you see Alice like every day pretty much or you know three or four days a week, mm-hmm. you know how much foundation and cover up Alice wears so mm-hmm. you would be able to tell that Alice is wearing an immense amount of makeup compared to normal mm-hmm. um, right mm-hmm. like she's got concealer um like a lot of concealer in under her eyes um she's got probably um, like, a lot more, like, just foundation. Um, Mm -hmm. And maybe if you look at, like, she didn't blend it so well, so the skin on her neck looks really, really pale compared to normal, but her, like, tone of her foundation is the same. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's probably um, acts almost, like, exactly like normal. Like, literally no difference. Um, But you might notice that if she she drops by to give you some extra coffee, like, just to top you up, she, um, like, her hand is, like, very very slightly shaking when she pours your coffee like she spills one drop of coffee which is like you've never seen alice spill a single drop of coffee before right and then she Mm -hmm. just like swings around puts the coffee back on the thing and just sort of is like how's your breakfast
1: oh it's great just like just like always how are you doing today
2: oh i'm doing just fine thanks how are you doing
1: I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Thank you. Just, you know, getting ready to head over to the library, like always. Um, I'm looking at this book, and Anita will kind of look around a little bit and then, like, show Alice the front of the book, but not say the title.
2: Yeah, I think Um, Alice sort of, like, quirks her head a little bit and looks like a a little confused um, and is just sort of like, oh, interesting
1: yeah yeah i haven't found anything of interest yet but if i do i'll I'll let you know oh
2: oh that won't be necessary but thank you i, I appreciate it sure how
1: um how, how did you sleep last night
2: oh just fine and she just smiles like like perfect like ten dollar smile just like yep totally good
1: great good well that's good yeah Anita she just stands it. there and
2: stares at you for maybe five seconds too long.
1: Oh. Like, okay. it's
2: just a little unsettling. And then she just turns around. She's like, well, I'm going to be off to the kitchen. I got plates to pick up. You have a nice day now. And she just, like, gone.
1: Oh, you you too, Alice. I'll, okay. Okay. She's
2: okay. All right. We're
0: going to leave the diner for a bit. Uh, and we're going to check in with Andy. Andy,
4: what time do you normally arrive at school? Oh, Probably about... <clears throat> probably about 7.45, he would probably go on a long walk with Yoshi uh, most mornings, swing him, just kind of do the perimeter of the town, hit the bridge, does that every morning, and then back back, uh, back to the apartments and then on to school. Yeah, well,
0: uh, 100% of that route's going to take you by what remains of the Cliffsdale Town Ballroom.
4: Mm-hmm
0: so I think we'll put you there. You see this for the fire has been put out. Um, I mean, there still is a, a single truck on just to make sure there's no fires that are burning deep within, but you know, there's not a lot of smoke coming off it. Uh, and the sense you get is that they feel like they have the fire under control, but you know, they're going to stick there. But I mean, it is just a mass of just burnt building on the ground. You know, it is just, just this, awful just i mean this this landmark in town is reduced to nothing now but rubble and and ash
4: um so andy doesn't really walk yoshi with a leash like yoshi just kind of sticks with andy does what andy says and and, uh you know he kind of like approaches sort of the perimeter that they have set around the building and everything because i'm sure they have tape and trucks and stuff there and you uh andy says to yoshi uh, Sit, I'll be right back. And he walks over to one of the firefighters. Uh, and the first thought that Andy has in his head is the conversation that they had with... Um, Daisy. Daisy, the, the theater director. Um, that's the first thing that comes to his head. He walks over to, uh, to one of the nearest firefighter, firefighters, if there's any that will talk to him.
0: Yeah. There's a, there, there's a a woman standing there. uh, One of the, one of the firefighters, um, you know, her, uh, her name, her name's Joan. She's, she's on, she's a volunteer, one of the volunteers in town. So she's staying there Um, just, just watching, you know, kind of, I mean, she's there, she's, I mean, you can see she's covered in ash and soot. So she's been fighting the fire through the night and she's just there. She's on, on the last truck that's there to make sure it's out.
4: Hey Joan, uh what happened? Like it I mean like it was was it just a normal fire, was it an electrical fire? What what happened? Well,
0: Andy, uh the the inspector's in there now, so we won't really know a lot. Um, I mean based off my experience, it it I don't we don't know what started it really. I mean it, it it's it didn't it didn't start from like we can tell just fighting it. We can tell it didn't start from like the edges of the building or like anything like that. We know it didn't start like in the walls where electrical would be or anything like that. But I mean, the inspector he's, he's in there now. So we'll know more, you know, in a couple hours, but it's strange. I mean, it's, it's a strange fire just because it's not following the rules we expect.
4: Well, was there anything recoverable? Uh, How, how much was lost?
0: Oh, it's. I mean, it's completely lost. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe if you can get some, if something was in a box or something, maybe it didn't burn some like, I don't know, documents. But I mean, every piece of furniture is gone. All the all the books and and paperwork, everything
4: gone. Wow, oh, that's that's crazy. Uh, is there someone who I'm supposed to file a report with? if if i know anything about this do you know anything about this i'm I'm not saying i i do but if i did would there be someone that i need to file that with is it is is it with the fire department or the police department um i would you want to file
0: that if i mean if you feel like this was intentional and you want to start with the police department and and file a report there if you have any kind of information that would lead this to be anything other than an accident.
4: Right, right. And this is all hypothetical, of course. I don't actually know anything. I was just saying if, you know, I I did. And she gives you a look.
0: Um, give me, give me a roll. Let's do a roll in this game to how see we how, Mechanics work. <laughs> how well your... Um, Um, i guess retention of information goes
4: okay and how do mechanics work
0: so you're going to start with one one d6 that's your base um and then if you want if if this relates to a need a want or a secret of yours you can add another d6 doesn't so uh, then the only other way there's because you have no one around, the uh, you aren't preparing this or anything. The only other way to add a die would be to sacrifice your need one or secret. I don't know that either of those, any of those,
4: you know, apply. Here. I mean, Yoshi's nearby, right? but um, he's my he's no. my need, but I'm not sacrificing my <laughs> dog <for this>. yeah.
2: <laughs> right. So uh,
4: cool. A d6, and I need to get a what? To... Um, you're gonna roll a d6, and you are
0: wanting a five or a six. Great. One. Yeah. Um, Joan doesn't believe you entirely. She is looking at you and she's like, Mr. Baker, are you sure you don't know something? And you definitely pick up on the switch from using your first name to using your full name now. As this Uh, conversation has moved into a more professional realm.
4: Well... Joan, uh, let's just say that, yes, I have an idea who might have done this, mainly because they said, and I quote, it would be a shame if the place burned down. Uh, You know the theater director, Miss Daisy?
0: Yes, uh, yeah. You think that she had something to do with
4: this yes uh, i i or myself and um april Voisinet. is that how you pronounce the last
3: name Voisinet.
4: Voisinet, yes i and april Voisinet had a conversation with daisy the other uh, yesterday actually and she was very very frustrated with uh with the situation um with how their host the book event at the the ballroom and not the theater, and happen to mention this place burning down or something of that nature.
0: well, you're definitely going to want to talk to the police on that thing I mean that
4: sounds right right but yeah. see the the issue is is you know I have to go to school today and teach, you know, and uh I don't have time to go and do that immediately. So, and I know these kinds of things are really urgent and you have to get the issue taken care of as soon as possible.
0: Well, they're, they're still, I mean, they are still investigating. So, uh, I mean, while we, we, I mean, you probably should report as quick as possible and your friend as well should, you should talk to them and, and both of you file a report together. Um, yeah, I would do it as soon as you can obviously i can't tell you to go do it before class obviously uh, i would recommend it but yeah you're right the earlier we get started on these things the better uh, especially because the inspector will be done soon if there's any trace of accelerant or anything that's only i mean that's two pieces of a of a puzzle that you know someone with motive and that that said something and then accelerant i mean that that's going to make for a pretty strong case
4: right and and joan uh- please forgive me if I felt like I was being a little um, apprehensive about this issue before I, I, you know, I didn't want to believe that Miss Daisy could do something like this. Uh, You know, she she was my, she was my theater mentor for a really long time. And I, I even considered doing theater for college. You know, it was, it was, it was a big deal. And to hear her say something like that. And now this morning to come across this, you know, I'd, Almost don't want to believe it's true, but I think it is. Well, no, I, I understand. We 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 all want to believe our
0: neighbors are are good people, uh, and you know that's that's our you know you don't want to believe that you live in a town with a monster, but it's also that mentality that lets serial killers rack up a number of people.
4: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, on uh, on that note, I'm gonna keep going on my walk. Uh, good luck with. You know your investigation and everything. Uh, I'm, and uh, you know I I kind of call Yoshi over and we walk away, and uh, I'm gonna go instead of going my normal route to the bridge. I'm probably gonna swing over to April's apartment. So April's house with her parents. Or April's house, yeah, okay. yeah, because <laughs> April lives in the in her parents' home. Yep. And I I just kind of walk up, I guess, is there like a porch or is it just kind of like you walk up to the door kind of deal?
3: There's a porch. So it's like up a couple of stairs, a big porch. And then if you were to go in the front door, there's like a set of stairs straight up and then into the rest of the house kind of opens up to your left.
4: Right. So I, I walk up to the door and I just ring the doorbell or knock or whatever it is that I need to do.
3: And what time is it approximately?
0: Um, it's probably still around seven,
3: a little bit before. Okay, uh, so April hasn't <laughs> hasn't kicked off back to sleep where she'd like to be yet. So um, April kind of ambles to the door, uh, wearing um, like like jogging pants, uh, no no shoes or anything. Cause she was trying to settle down. Um, and like, uh, an oversized t-shirt says like, uh, Cliffsdale Turkey Trot Marathon 97 or something. <laughs> um,
4: yeah, you open the door and you'd see Andy standing there, uh, with, um, Yoshi. Yes. You would also see I, Yoshi.
3: Hi, hi, uh, um, Andy, it's, uh, Good yeah. morning.
4: Yeah, I'm sorry. It's it's early. Just um, you're
3: fine. It's fine. What's and, um what's going on?
4: Uh, well, uh, I, I was just out on my morning jog with Yoshi, mm-hmm. and we came across the uh, town ballroom, which is burnt to a crisp.
3: It's what now?
4: It's gone. It's obliterated. It's ashes. It's. Yeah, it's totally gone. And I came here because you remember we had that conversation yesterday with Miss Daisy, and you remember mm, what Miss Daisy said?
3: She said it would be a shame if the ballroom were to burn down. That's not good. That's not very good.
4: No, it's Uh, not. And I was kind of uh, strong-armed by uh, Joan. You remember Joan? Joan? firefighter oh yeah kind of strong-armed into telling her the truth because i wanted to know if i needed to make a report if i knew something about it and i'm not a very good liar so
3: oh geez um
4: yeah
3: uh it's gone though it really burned down
4: i really burned down and i might have brought up your name in the conversation about having the conversation with daisy so
3: my name me
4: yeah your name you uh sorry. Okay.
3: No. Um no, you're you're fine. It's fine. Um
4: uh probably go final report.
3: Yeah. I guess um I'll I'll grab uh I'll grab my shoes. Uh just just one second. Um no, April
4: uh, I've got class in like in like half an hour. Um, uh
3: yeah, and, and 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 I yeah, I mean the police department's like I it's stones throw away. It, it won't take that long. I just got to go like find choose I'll be I'll be right back um April okay. like closes the door
4: great <laughs> and then you he, Andy looks at Yoshi like what did I just do <laughs> Yoshi kind of looks back up at him and just you know, gives him the dog stare <laughs> yeah and
0: we'll leave that you two will go make your your report uh at the police station which we're not going to visit cuz I don't want to, and that's <laughs> not going to be interesting. <laughs> you are just going to give your report what you know. Um, we're going to pick up with. Oh, let's see. Who do we want to pick up with? Let's pick up. Let's pick up with Anita. Anita, as you leave the diner, you've paid. You've probably maybe tipped Alice. Um, oh
1: yeah. So twenty five
0: percent. Where are you heading? It's still. It's still <laughs> around. Seven, we'll say it's around se- Oh No, actually we'll cut forward a little bit. It's close to eight now. Mr. Baker has filed into his classroom as teaching his first class of the day. Uh, April has, well, well, we'll catch up with April later.
1: Um, I'm sure that the early morning breakfast crowd at the diner was maybe talking about um, the ballroom being on fire Um, as uh, Anita was paying. So when she was eating and having that conversation with Alice, she hadn't heard anything, but kind of as she's paying and getting ready to leave, she overhears uh, folks talking about the ballroom being on fire. And so she is going to, since she has some time, is going to head that way to kind of see what's going on. And then she'll go to the library to start prepping for the opening.
0: Okay. Yeah. As you walk up to what was once the ballroom, uh, you see the same scene Andy saw just an hour later. So there's a little bit less smoke. Uh, There's no fire trucks. They've all felt pretty confident they put this thing out. Um, You see the fire inspector's vehicles there. So you imagine they're in there looking Mm -hmm. around and, you know, the remnants. Um, But what you do, who you do find there is Cynthia Barron, uh, author, Cliffsdale's Pride and Joy sitting there at the line at the at the police caution line uh with her hand kind of on her chin like over covering her mouth just shaking her head back and forth
1: uh so out of game uh does did cynthia go to high school with us or is she older than we are
0: that's a good question let's put cynthia as older so it's yeah let's put cynthia as a, a little bit older maybe 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 she was a senior when y'all were freshmen
1: i was literally thinking that when you said yeah. older okay so she i'm sure well i'm not sure she might she may have no idea who i am okay uh so anita's gonna walk over and stand next to cynthia and stare at the building and just say, um, wow, it's, it's really burned down.
0: Yeah. uh, I I mean, I still can't believe it. And I mean, just to the ground and, Oh, I I mean, this, this, this place has been here forever.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, it's been here as long as I, as long as I can remember. It's just, it's just terrible um, how how are you? Uh,
0: and she she kind of turns away and takes a breath she's like oh well um, rattled uh, you know um, I had a thing there tomorrow night and that that we were gonna do um, so I've got to figure that out now but I mean it's just I don't know it's just strange to wake up to
1: it is strange and and i understand i i think most people in town have been looking forward to your to your book reading and i'm sure that there are many places that would be happy to to host you
0: she's like yeah yeah i mean i, I, I don't even know i mean i don't know i'll i'll let my publicist arrange that um what what is your name
1: Oh, um, I'm Anita. We we went to high school together, but you were a senior just when I was starting.
0: Oh, okay, okay, uh, yeah. I'm the, I'm the
1: librarian, so I just. Oh,
0: okay, okay. We, Steven Stephen said he met you. you yeah. Ran off copies. Yeah.
1: Yes, and we have you know some of your books in the library, of course. So. Oh
0: well, that's that means a lot, you know. Do I mean I I have to ask do do what do people check them out often
1: sometimes oh yeah i mean but i hear nice things when when they do get checked out and people bring them back it seems like people have enjoyed them i haven't had a chance to read them yet yeah no no no, but i mean they're on my list i just
0: oh yeah no don't i mean it's it's genre fiction it's you know it's hit or miss i mean you know it's not your thing. It's not your thing. No big deal. You know, don't, don't feel, don't feel like you owe me anything to read my work just because I'm from here. That's ludicrous.
1: But I do, I, you know, when they do get checked out and people bring them back, they, they do seem to enjoy them. So.
0: Well, that's good. I'm glad, I'm glad that, I'm glad that we have books in the library. Libraries are important things for, for, for everyone, you know, and, I'm, I'm just glad that that I have something that can sit on a shelf in a library. It means a lot.
1: Speaking of, I have to go prepare the library. Uh, we open at 9, so I uh, wish you luck tomorrow night. I'm sure it'll be great, and good luck finding a new venue.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Um, yeah, um, I mean, Stephen's out there early this morning looking, uh, you know, so I'm sure we'll come up with something. Um, Maybe he'll come by and check with you. Maybe we can do the library.
1: Sure. Tell him to come by and we can chat.
0: Okay. And she turns back to to look at this building and, um, you know, she's just shaking her head as as you stand there and get ready to leave. And you kind of see a shudder kind of come over and, mm-hmm. you know, as she's staring at it.
1: I think Anita – oh, I'm sorry. No. I was going to say I think Anita – like they both turn back to look at it and Anita just very briefly puts a hand on her shoulder and on uh, Cynthia's shoulder and kind of shakes her head and and looks very sad. And then she turns her back to Cynthia to, to walk towards the library and um, she's smiling just a little bit.
0: Yeah. And uh, Cynthia says, you know, it's weird. Oh, you're starting to walk off. Uh, She says that just, I mean, Look! Look! Look at it! Look! Look at the remains.
1: Anita walks it. back over and stands next to her to look at what and, she's talking about. And,
0: and it's really nothing more than just a big pile of just black, ashy rubble. You know, just this big black mass of rubble. She's like it's oddly sinister looking. Hmm. I and mean, as I had- you're looking at it, the sun glints off some some of the broken glass. Hmm. She's like, I just it. It reminds me of this dream I had last night. It's just the strangest thing.
1: Oh, what? What was your dream about?
0: Oh, it's nothing. Just it's just in bits and fragments, but just the shape of it, and it just it's just. Oh, and she kind of shudders it off, you know. She's like, it's nothing. It's just you know, dreams. Just weird.
1: Are you sure you you might feel better if you. Talk oh, about no,
0: it. no, it's fine. It's just, you know, it's just, I need to get away from it. It's just, you know, too much time in my own head, you know, writer's sure. brain, how it works. I'm making something of nothing, you know, just contorting it into my own weird thing. So yeah. Yeah. No. And you've got, you got to go open the library. So it's all good. You, you,
1: you know. Okay. Well, if you're sure you're okay, um, m- maybe this will make a good uh, topic for your next novel.
0: You know, it, it might. I'll have to keep that in mind. Uh, and you probably get the feeling from her that that she's told that a lot about everyday circumstances. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So Anita will turn to head to the library.
0: Okay, we'll send Anita on her way. Um, let's catch up with let's catch up with Alice, who's working at the diner, slinging the hash this morning
2: slinging that hash (laughs) yeah it is it is a rough day i mean i don't think anyone i think anita's the only one who can tell because i think i think we made it pretty explicit like anita can tell that something is up obviously alice is not okay um but like most of these people don't read into like oh you're a little bit tired right like especially in the service industry um i know i have personal experience i have i have been there it has been a rough night you are not feeling good you are going to work and you were putting your game face on,
3: right? Yeah.
2: Um, so I don't think anybody, I don't know that anyone would even notice or that they care enough, right? Because, like, most of the time, even the people you know, it's just like, oh, how are you doing today, Alice? Oh, good. How are you doing today? What can I get you? Do you want some more coffee? Right. Like, just all day, just all morning, like, afternoon probably even comes. Like, I don't know what time we're looking for here, but it is just rough. Yeah.
0: It's, 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 you know, probably about, Nine o'clock, the morning rush is starting to to die down as you know, people are, you know, students are making their way to school, have made their way to school. People with nine to fives are starting the nine. Uh, so it's slowing down. You got a couple of retirees in there that are just enjoying their breakfast and doing more talking than anything over the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Uh so you're actually back with Steffi in the back, okay. you know, and Steffi's like, Well, I guess you've heard by now uh, about the ballroom.
2: Yeah, I think Alice is like washing dishes. Um, to help out. Um, so she's probably like in the middle of scrubbing a plate and she's like, yeah, you know, I, I I thought I was dreaming this morning when I looked out the window, um, Tabby mentioned it, something was, something was going on and sirens and we looked out, I thought it was just the sun coming up, but for some kind of dream, I didn't think. little town like this. You never see anything like that. And she like puts the plate on the drying rack and like grabs like a, like an oatmeal bowl and starts like, you know, scrubbing that and getting the crusty oatmeal bits off. He says,
0: yeah, it's, we haven't had a fire. And you see him look up, do some mental calculations at probably 25, 30 years. And I mean, even that one was just a small kitchen fire that somebody had. I mean, it's hmm. strange. I mean, just, I mean, a landmark, really the ballroom been around for ages. Now it's just gone. Yeah. It's weird. funny the way that is. I mean,
2: yeah. yeah. I mean, you never expect it, but you know, I mean, things happen sometimes, I guess. I just, poor Rennie. I I just, I shudder to think, I mean, she's got to be an absolute wreck right now. I just, oh, she, oh you know, we ought to fix her plate. She's going to be, all over the place for uh, God knows how long. Well, I I would, but I heard she was in there when it happened. What?
0: Yeah, I heard they came in, and you know she had to be she had to be taken to the hospital. Like our oh. our tiny hospital couldn't handle it. She had to be taken uh, out of town. Oh geez, oh that's no good. I guess she was getting ready for that big reading and was working late. Oh.
2: Poor Rennie, And she just kind of like looks down and like, still, still, still clean the dish. Yeah. Um, And it's just like, oh, no. Oh, we ought to, I ought to go and see her, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, we. Something flowers, at least. I think
0: we could probably send her some flowers on behalf of the dot. And as he says, die, you hear a crash from up front. Uh, a big crash, like uh,
2: bowl uh, goes down in the sink, like not dropped, right, like set, but quick, yeah. and then just like turn on the heels, go,
0: yeah. Uh, and you come out and you see the front window of the diner has blown inwards. Uh, thankfully, no one was sitting there because they would have just been hit with all this glass. Uh, so but but the strange thing is, is there's this big it's, I mean this big, like, it looks like a log laying in, but it's, it's, it's brown and, but it's like furry as you see it. Uh, And I mean, your mind is having trouble processing what it is. Like, it looks like there's a, a tag or piece of paper hanging off of it that that's in the window that's bust through. And as you kind of, come around and your brain's processing uh what it is, it finally clicks and you're seeing a giant arm of a teddy bear burst through the front of the diner. Uh, I mean this this thing's probably about the, three the feet fuck. like I'm sorry
2: can you just wide. can you just say that again Cam one more time? Yeah a giant see, arm of a teddy bear?
0: Yeah I mean as your mind's putting together and you get a better angle you see like this three feet in round arm of a teddy bear that's burst through. And as you follow the arm out, you do indeed hell? see a tag attached to it in the seam. Uh, and sitting outside of Rennie's is this like 20 foot tall teddy bear. That's just as if it's been just plopped down from nowhere up against the building. And this arm has bust through the glass in the front of the building.
2: Uh, are other people in the diner, like, looking at it? Yeah, everybody's
0: turned around. Everybody... I mean, there, somebody, you know, there's a couple people are on the ground, and people are just finishing up their screams from the from the window just shattering. And Rennie comes out
2: and is like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think Alice is even like, what in the hell? And she, like, turns her head to look up like a giant teddy bear. And she's like, what? What and he, in the name of God? He puts his hand on her and she just says, is that a Goddamn teddy bear? That's a big fucking teddy bear, Rennie. And I think he I don't think anyone like it's it's gonna be glossed over because like there's a giant teddy bear, but I don't think anyone's ever heard Alice swear like that before. Yeah. She's just like, what? What in the hell?
0: About this time you hear
2: So she puts a hand on Steffi and it's just like Are you you're seeing this, right? Like there's a there's a teddy bear. That's a it it's a it's a teddy bear.
0: But it's it, like really. A, a Tall. A giant goddamn teddy bear. What? And, and you, you hear... Put
2: something, did you put something in the coffee this morning? Or
0: and, uh, I mean, no, not today. And he says this nonchalant. Yeah, like, not today. <laughs> well,
2: no, I mean, you know, it's fine.
0: Yeah. Uh, and about this time you hear, oh my
2: God, daddy, my
0: teddy. And you look outside and you see like this little girl, like four or five year old running up. She's like, daddy, daddy. From my dream, it's real. It's real. And we're gonna cut from there. And you got oh, you got okay. what? We're gonna say third period, uh, third period English or whatever. Um, we'll do. This school has periods and not blocks, so
4: yeah, it's test day. What are, what are the kids taking a test over? All right, people. Uh, I'm gonna pass out your test. Make sure you know you you've brushed up on your beowulf i mean the last couple of last couple of minutes here i'll let you look over your notes before i pass out the test after that notes away this is not an open book test and then i will start the clock and you guys will have the rest of class to finish it
2: oh come on mr baker this stuff's like 400 years old why do we even care why can't we why can't we read more of cynthia's books
4: why can't you read more of Cynthia's books?
2: Yeah, they're, Tell they're books, it's right?
4: Cynthia- yes, they're, they're books, that's for sure. Uh, the reason why we can't read more of Cynthia's books is because they didn't shape the English language as we know them. So, uh, quit your whining.
0: Uh, but Mr. Baker, uh, do you know that Cynthia's books won't shape the English language as they know it? In the future?
4: Yeah, what he said. When you can pose that as an actual question with correct grammar, I will answer it for you. And then he he goes about uh, starting the clock. You have 10 minutes to look at your notes.
3: It's called vernacular.
4: And he he looks over at whichever student that is, Uh, Sarah. Yes, Sarah. Vernacular, good job. And he—he's very clearly very tired. Um, he did not have a good night's sleep. So tired, in fact. in
0: like twenty minutes, as the kids are taking their test, Mr. Baker
4: drifts off to sleep. That's like desk. the worst thing you can do as a teacher. Yeah. Like oh, if no, you fall asleep as a teacher, like you get your, you lose your job. I mean, One of my <laughs> teachers
2: used to fall asleep, but we had an arrangement. I mean, when
0: when when you're you know abusing the sleep aid. It has consequences.
2: Sometimes you see a giant teddy bear. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, that's, that's real. Uh, Okay.
0: So as, and it's Clifstail, it's easy to fall asleep. Sometimes you just do it to do it. But anyways, you do it in class in third period English today. As the kids are taking their test on Beowulf, Um, you begin to dream. And your dream starts mid action. You are running fast through town from something or someone you are running faster than you thought you could. Uh, you're drenched in sweat It is getting hard to breathe. You're running so fast and, but you know where you're going, you're heading outside of town, you're heading to the bridge. You are going to the place in this town that holds the bet, like the most painful memory for you. Right. But it's also probably the single most important place in town for you. And at the same time, and you're running there, um, as you run you you notice you're bleeding uh blood is running down your head uh, and as if you were to feel your head you would know you have a, an indention, like where at the back of your skull you know you would have a nice indention there even though you don't remember being hit or have never had such an injury in, in actual life and blood is just running down from it and you're running towards the bridge and you see the bridge and in, in the way that it is in funny, funny in dreams, it, the, the harder you run, it seems the bridge gets farther away. It seems to stretch away from you uh, as, as you run. But eventually as it grows dark, I mean, you feel like you've been running all day and that's because in the dream you probably have, you've been running maybe for days or weeks, trying to get to this bridge, trying to escape whatever it is that is on your heels that has done this to you. Uh, you finally arrive at the bridge. It is dark. There's fog all around. You cannot see past the bridge in any direction. You can only see down below the bridge, uh, and it's cold, colder than it should be, uh, than than what it would be this time of year. It's bone cold, where your bones would ache if you were outside in it. It is that cold, and you hear the water rushing, like more than it should. I mean, the even even after a week of rain, this this. Creek underneath this bridge doesn't rush the way it does. The the water is just, it's so loud. It's, it's hard to think on this bridge. I mean, it's, it's, it sounds like crashing waves and, you know, even though it doesn't make sense, but it's a dream, you know, dreams don't have to make sense. They mean something, but, and you're standing there and you lean over the bridge uh, and you look. And as you're leaning over, you lean farther and farther because you see some, something in the water. You see, you see Derek. Um what was Derek wearing when
4: you found him? Um he when I found him? When you yeah. found him? Did
0: you I thought you
4: found him. Did you not? I never kay. said that, but I can definitely say that we did. Guess what? What was Derek
0: wearing when you found his lifeless body?
4: Uh he was wearing his football jersey because it was after a football game okay uh yeah you see what you think is this football
0: jersey under the water so you're leaning closer i mean you're leaning over trying to make sure that's what you see before it's before it gets swept away in this raging just rush of water uh and you even call out Derek. and as you say Derek, you feel yourself pushed and you turn you try to spin to see who's pushed you Um, And you turn to see, but you don't see one. And, And as you're falling over the edge of this bridge, you're grabbing and grabbing. And finally, your hands take, you know, grab onto the edge of the bridge and you're hanging there and you look down and you see just below the water surface, you see just growing bigger, this swirling black mass just beneath the surface of the water and it's coming up. And just as it's about to break the water, you just let go. Or maybe you fall, maybe your grip loosens. But as you're falling, the more you think about it, as the dream slows down, as you're plummeting towards this black mass that's, that's just starting to break the water, you know that you let yourself fall. And you hit the water and you hear, uh, Mr. Baker, when did you change clothes?
4: I don't, well, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, And he kind of rubs his eyes. Uh, What did you want, Brent? What? Uh, Yeah, dude. uh, When did, when did you change clothes? I I didn't change clothes. What are you talking about? And he, he would look down at himself. Yeah. And you're wearing the
2: shirt you were wearing before.
0: Yeah. And as you look down, you see that you are wearing the football jersey that you found Derek in. And even the jeans and the shoes and on your wrist is the watch that Derek wore and they're all wet. So it's not, they're not soaked, but you definitely, the clothes are damp. And as you look, you see, you know, as you, as you look over yourself, you you notice on the shoulder, kind of the back, you know, you can just see out of the corner of your eye that there's dried blood there. A
4: lot of, it, uh, as if, uh, uh, Brent. Uh, 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 Brent. Hold, hold, hold the class down. I'll be. I'll. I'll be back in a few minutes. And he runs out of the classroom, runs to the next classroom, tells the teacher, well, "But can you watch them for a second? I've got an emergency." And he just runs to the nearest bathroom, and I mean, gets very sick. Yeah, very sick. Um, and he like stands up and he goes and he looks at himself in the mirror and he's wearing, he's still wearing these clothes and he's drenched. Yeah. Uh, so Andy rushes over to, to the bathroom mirror and he rips off his, his, uh, this jersey that he's wearing and he flips it over to the other side to see that, you know, what name is on the jersey.
0: Yeah. It's Halverson, which is Derek's last name.
4: I mean, he, Andy probably. Breaks down like right there in first of all, in confusion, uh, second of all, in just like complete sadness. Um, and he 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 pulls out his cell phone and you know, he's shaking and he just he calls the office and says, I I need a sub for the rest of the day, I I can't, I can't, I've got to go home, I need you to give me a sub. And you know, he he just says, It's a family emergency and I've got to go home, and so he immediately just he leaves school he doesn't even go back to the classroom um and he goes back to his his apartment and finds yoshi and he gets rid of the clothes i mean he what would he do with the clothes um honestly he would take them to his bathroom sink pile them in the sink and light them on fire he he's not he's he's not messing with this uh uh no
0: (laughs) yeah so uh, yeah, he lights the clothes on fire and they burn down into a small black mass. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Visit row2playpodcast.com for more information. ROLL2playpodcast.com. Like us over on Facebook at row2playpodcast. Follow us on Twitter at row2playpod. Have a question or comment? Email us at row2playpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to play with the game with us, just hit us up on any of our social media and let us know. And lastly, our music is the intro track from the Spellbreaker EP by tri Visit SoundCloud.com slash
4: Do you know your D8s from your D12s? Do you know your modifiers from your bonuses? Do you know your destiny points from your story points? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Either way, you should check out What Am I Rolling? A twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast. Catch up on previous episodes on the What Am I Rolling website. That's www.wairpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Remember, Adventurers... Need not apply.